Welcome to Strong Runner Chick Radio. This is Megan, and I wanted to highlight that this episode is very unique and that we have five incredible women coming together to talk about how we can empower one another, connect, um, break down some racial barriers, and really cultivate more conversation around these topics. Um, I found it incredibly empowering and just walked away from this conversation feeling like, wow, there is, there's so much more work to be done, but it, it really starts with, I think, getting to know one another and hearing our stories and being able to, to lend a, an ear and support one another where we can. So that being said, um, also wanted to give you a caveat that this episode the um, audio quality is a little bit compromised because we are all on Zoom, various Wi-Fi connection speeds, so bear with us. Um, and be sure to check out these women. They are all doing great things. We've got Lucy Bartholomew, um, Natalie Mitchell, Tessa Chesser, Carolyn Sue, and Shawana White, and all are doing incredible work in their own way, um, not just as runners, but as human beings. So please, please go check it out. Um, one of the biggest ones we wanted to highlight was Carolyn Sue started a community called Diverse We Run uh, on Instagram. Highly recommend following and giving all of these women a follow, seeing what they're up to, sharing and supporting, and then reaching out because we're wanting to create more opportunities like this. And it really starts with hearing from our listeners. So thanks again for supporting. And in terms of female empowerment, I um, just wanted to give a big shout out to Femme Protein Powder um, for helping support SRC and um Go give them a follow. If you want to try them out, they're a female-run company based in Utah. Um, strong runner chicks. You can get 15% off your first order. Um, and again, that that is just a brand that we love and support. If you know any other empowering female brands, please let us know, and we're happy to connect with them. That said, enjoy this show. Runner Chicks started about five and a half years ago, for those who don't know, um, really with the mission to educate, empower, and connect female distance runners. And this was back when I was in college, but since have um, wanted to grow this into more than that, into a movement, and really focus on um, representation and bringing together more runners of various backgrounds, shapes, sizes, ethnicities. We want to be as inclusive as we can be. And um, I think we've realized we have a long way to go. And I think the running community in general um, has such a great opportunity. Um, and with everything recently, we just, we really want to, um, to bring these topics to light and to start more conversations around them. So. Um, yeah, I, we hand selected all of the panelists just because we see they're doing great things. I do want to credit Shawana White as well, um, had recommended a few panelists too. And so we've got probably several more panels um, based on her recommendations. So um, anyway, yeah, Kelsey, would you like to kind of lead the introduction? Is that great? Yeah, sounds great. Um, so like Megan said, welcome everybody. Super happy to have everyone here. Um, so 
as Megan said, it would be great if all of our um, guests and panelists actually could introduce themselves um, and say what empowerment means to you. Um, and we'll kind of get started that way. So I'm just going to go in the order that's on my screen, um, makes it a little bit easier. So um, Shawana, you're first on my screen. So if you wouldn't mind sharing who you are, a little bit about yourself and what empowerment means to you. I um hi guys. I am Shawana White. Um, I'm originally I was born and raised in Atlanta, Georgia. I currently reside in South Carolina. Columbia is a city. I am a PE teacher and a runner, and I'm currently right now the fifth fastest African American born marathoner. And apartment to me is really simple. I'm gonna keep it simple with two words. To me, it means to encourage and support. Great, thank you so much, Shawana. Um, Lucy, you're next on my screen. Um, if you wanna jump on and tell us a little bit about yourself and what empowerment means to you, that'd be great. Yeah, cool. So my name is Lucy Bartholomew. I am here in Melbourne, Australia. So it's 9.30 on Monday. Um, so I'm glad that I made the timing right to be on this, on this panel. Um, and I am here with my puppy sitting at my floor. So this is a uh, little Tani. So if you see her, if you hear woofing, it's her. She's having a puppy sleep. Um, and empowerment to me, I think just like Shawana said, like I think it's supporting and embracing everyone for who they are and just letting people be that. And I think that the ultra running the trail running or the, you know, the running world does a really great um, part in that because it's especially the trail running, you know, everyone is different shapes and sizes on the start line. Everyone is so strong and so welcoming. And I think that uh, we work together really, really well. And you see that with the, the front, the leaders, the winners are always at the waiting for the last people to come in. And I think that that's uh, yeah, that's pretty empowering for man or woman. Great, thank you, Lucy. And what a sweet companion you have for our panel tonight. <laughs> um, Carolyn, you're next, please introduce yourself. We'd love to hear it. All right, um, I'm Carolyn Sue, and I was born and raised in Houston, Texas, where I'm from, but now my family and I live in the Boston, Massachusetts area. Um, and to me, well, I guess a little bit more background is I studied nutrition at the University of Texas at Austin. Um, and I was a registered dietitian for a few years before I became a mom. Um, and yeah, so now I'm full-time mom, but also I am on staff with my church here in the local area as the women's ministry coordinator. Um, and uh, I started the Instagram account, Diverse We Run, um, in 2018 uh, to help build more ethnic cultural diversity and representation in the running community uh, and to empower uh, more black indigenous persons of color in the running community and knowing that um, everyone is seen and belongs and so that to me is what empowerment entails, especially for when we want to talk about like women and girls. I think empowerment is helping each individual woman accept and embrace who she is uniquely 
and then being able to really live into the different roles that she has in the different seasons that she might go through um, out of the uniqueness of who she is and what she has to offer. So, yeah. Great, thank you so much, Carolyn. And I love you're actually right down, almost down, a little bit further down the road for me. I'm on Cape Cod right now, so we're not too far apart. <laughs> um, so next up is Tessa. Hi. <clears throat> So I wore my future is, uh, the future is female shirt, even though I'm sitting in a car, happened to be next to Cody, who is, who I actually just realized, I'm like, oh, that says Cody, not Tessa. But anyways, I'm Tessa Chesser. There's a lot of S's in that name. And I'm currently sitting in Cody's car in Telluride, which I don't know if you can see it's, we're inside of a park right now, but, um, so Kind of crazy, uh, lost my job with COVID, all that wonderful stuff, which I'm sure we'll get into later. But um, right now we're just living in a van and trying to, you know, be mindful of where I haven't worked, which is a little bit crazy. And I'm sure uh, Cody would say the same thing. But um, going back to empowerment, uh, to me, empowerment really means like to show up. Um, you know, to show up for each other, to show up uh, for something or, or uh, individually, uh, just show up for the day, right? So uh, I think when you, when we think about being empowered, we're either empowered by other people or we have a choice to, to, to make that self-personal goal of like, okay, I'm going to show up today. I'm going to feel empowered to go out and do something. So uh, that's in a nutshell uh, for me. Thanks so much, Tessa. We appreciate it. Um, and lastly, Natalie. Can you hear me? Okay, good. Um, hi, everybody. I'm Natalie Mitchell, and uh, yeah, it's really awesome to be here. Um, I'm from Los Angeles, so I live in LA, and um, I'm, a, I'm a running coach. Um, and gosh, I've been running for a long time. What does empowerment mean to me? I mean, there's so many things that kind of come to my mind. I mean, one of the things is I work with a lot of kids and I think seeing these young girls um, and really just supporting them on their journey of running. I mean, like starting from the very beginning, I think no matter where they are, if we can just really um, show them how fun the sport is and how much it can, it can do for their self-confidence and that's going to um, launch them into the world being really strong women athletes, which we need that. Um, and then as far as where we are now as women, I mean, I think just encouraging each other. I mean, we're all on different parts of our journey. Um, I mean, some people, it doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter how fast you are, how slow you are. It's just that we know that running makes us feel really good. And I think if we can just support each other and love each other um, wherever we are in our journey, that's going to empower. You never know who you're going to touch, right? You don't, never know right now who's, um, where they are and how they're feeling about running. And if they've, maybe they just want to get off the couch and go for a run. And if we can encourage them to just do that, does it matter how fast you are? Does it matter how slow you are? It's just getting out there. I think for me, that's kind of a long answer, but that's really what empowerment means right now for me. So 
Great. Thank you so much, Natalie. So um, now that we have all of our introductions from our panelists tonight, um, what, how we kind of structured this um, evening was we have specific questions for each of you to answer. Um, and with that being said, you know, if anybody wants to chime in, as if they have a thought, you know, for a, a question that's from for someone else, if they have a thought that they'd like to contribute, totally raise your hand or give us a wave. Um, let us know. We'd love to hear that. And for those who are joining us live as guests, if you have questions as well, let us know. Um, we'll do our best to accommodate that. Um, so with that being said, we're just going to go in the order that we of the questions that we sent out to you all. Um, so first off, we have um, Lucy's question. So Lucy, um, one thing that you do is you have these incredible running camps, retreats, and race interactions. Um, so how do you empower women through those? Yeah, yep. Um, so those camps and retreats, they started off uh, mainly because I just wanted to go and spend a weekend in the mountains and have an excuse to go somewhere. And then what I realized is that being somewhere is cool, but sharing it with someone else and other people is, is really, really cool. And what I started to realize was I wanted to combine all my passions and my passions are things like mindfulness, meditation, uh, breathing work, the running side of things, which in the scheme of the whole camps is a very, very small part because if you tell anyone that you're going for a running camp, they get immediately are like, oh no, I, I, I don't run fast enough. I'm not good enough. Um, you know, you're, you run a hundred miles, so I can't do that. And I, I, we don't run a hundred miles on the camps, you know, <laughs> they're small little runs and they're mainly just to get outside, feel the nature, be a part of it and to unite together. Um, and then we do like, I follow a plant-based diet. And so I cook for everyone on the camp. So it's meant to be this kind of, really empowering of like there is no it's not a race there is no first person there is no last person there is just us and we all make the food together and we all eat together we all uh, do the mindfulness together and I think it's what it does is when you have especially when I do the all-female camps when you have men that get involved immediately women feel like they must be behind them and they slow down for that because they think that, oh, no, like, you know, um, books tell us that the man is faster than the woman. Mm -hmm. And but when you have a women's camp, what you find is that they kind of they don't stretch out. They all just like want to stay together. They feel safest in their group. And it's really cool to see people, you know, kind of stretch their limits a little bit and to bring other women up with them. And that's what these camps are about. It's just kind of like, let's nourish ourselves. Let's look past the running and the athleticism and let's focus more on just like living the best version of ourselves. Cause if we do that, then we're going to be the happiest version of ourselves. And the amazing connection that women form, uh, especially like through running, which really breaks everyone down. And, um, you know, I think we all know that when we go for a run, you can have these, like, feels like you're talking to a psychologist to someone you've only just met. <laughs> um, and I think that, yeah, the women have walked away and they've all just continued to stay friends. And it's just been amazing. And especially dur during this time, COVID, not having, that kind of connection I think has been a real struggle but I think it's something that's really kind of good for people to like okay instead of 
looking for other people to lift me up. I need to take this time to find how I can lift myself up. And it's been cool to kind of be a part of that and to message people or take calls with people. I'm by no means a coach in this area, but I'm happy to listen and to just, you know, like just be your biggest fan until you can become your own biggest fan. Yeah. Thank you, Lucy. And what it sounds is like is you, that you're giving women space to kind of embrace what's coming up for them. So whether that be emotions that are, you know, that they're tied to, or whether that be experiences of connection that they're tied to, or new, you know, skills and tasks that they learn, you know, whether they were um, learned a new recipe or just learned a new breathing technique, you know, you're giving them the space to learn and empower, like you said, themselves and those around them, which is so beautiful. Um, so with that being said, um, in what ways do you feel, kind of switching gears a little bit here, um, in what ways do you feel that the trail and um, ultra running community offer in, an inclusive and welcoming space? I think that the trail and ultra world um, is very much about celebrating who you are. You know, the fact that you don't have to wear a specific outfit to run, you know, you can wear a tutu, you can drip, dress up in a onesie, you know, like everyone kind of um, really shows themselves. And the other thing is, is that you have elite athletes that are all different shapes, sizes, um, heights, weights, uh, ethnicity, doesn't matter. You know, everyone is just so supportive of each other and so just welcoming. You know, I've been in this sport. I ran my first 100K was when I was 15 and I felt like I was a very, very, um, I was on the outer because this sport is a generally like that, you know, the older age group. And so I didn't feel like I was in the outer because I was a female or because I was, I felt like I was just young and just, it was just uncharted to have that. And I've, but then what happened, people just were like, oh, she's young, but yeah, she can still run. Like she's a runner she's no different. And then as I've grown up through the sport, you know, I haven't, now I'm not like old and I'm not like, you know, instead I'm just, I'm still just that runner and I have a lot of experience and I think that it's just always welcomes me and as someone that's yeah grown up with the sport and, and being some um, being young and very like uh, receptive to my environment you know you see young girls these days that are um, look at magazines and Instagram and social media and they become affected by that and it, in a negative way you know the, the sport of ultra running and trail running has been nothing but welcoming and empowering to me that has allowed me and made me want to make this more of my lifestyle. Thank you Lucy so much for sharing your experiences we really appreciate it. Um, Megan I'm going to hand it off to you to ask our next questions. Yeah, kind of building upon that, um, Tessa, you're going to be next. I hope your van Wi-Fi holds up. <laughs> um, just building upon, I think, this concept of showing up, like Lucy had mentioned, and supporting one another, um, also being in in the trail and ultra running community, um, you are someone that really strikes me as having a strong voice and, you know, really considering what what, how you're using your voice, how you're showing up, not just on social media, but having met you in real life. Um, I'm curious what some maybe taboos you see or challenges in the running world, um, things that maybe aren't being addressed enough and how you see these impacting women. I got the hard <laughs> You're a little frozen on us, but we'll bear with you. 
We'll see how the audio goes. I thought about it. I actually have been thinking about that. I have some, a couple friends on it because we just went on this. Can you at least hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me now? We can no, hear you now. Internet connection is on. Can you hear me now? All right. Okay. I'll just get right to this. Tell Cody um, to stop using his phone or hogging the Wi-Fi. <laughs> um, okay. So I thought about this in a couple of different directions. And so I'll just go with the first one because it's, I was hiking up today, this ridiculously steep hill. And for whatever reason, that has this way of enlightening your mind, body, and spirit. And so basically, um, life is taboo, right? That's kind of how I've thought about this. Instead of prefacing it on just like one specific entity, whether that's just running or something else, but I thought about it more as like life is taboo. And Basically, we're riding, you know, we're riding these ups and downs of life and you're either really freaking high on it or, you know, shit is at the fan and you're unemployed and you're freaking out and you're having panic attacks in the kitchen because that doesn't get talked about, right? We're, you know, you have some people now, we're starting to see the world open up to this new voice, which I mean, it shouldn't really, I guess, necessarily be new, but kind of wanted to bring it full circle because yes running for me is the entity that allows me to have that mindset to say okay I'm gonna to have to answer this question and I'm not really sure how but more importantly I think now we're starting to see this influx with people having multiple voices and speaking about a lot of the taboo that's been brushed under the rug for a really long time specifically here in the United States but <laughs> Anyways, all that being said, when, when I think about taboo in the sport as a whole, I think, I think a lot of it has to do with comparisons. You know, I think we get into the situation, and myself included, right? You don't see me posting on Instagram basically saying, oh, yeah, I've, I've you know, been unemployed, have had panic attacks, have had my partner lift me up from the floor. I don't post about that stuff because I think to myself, mm, that might be too much for me to chew on as, as well as everybody else. But that's the reality. And so... And so all that being said, I think when we think about the sport as a whole, we have a tendency as human beings to just compare ourselves. Like we get into this mindset where it's like, okay, I'm going to get on the Strava train. I'm going to get on the Instagram train and you're going to see, you know, 25 plus bu bubbles or boxes on my Instagram that, that shows you, yeah, like my life is beautiful. I'm sitting in Telluride and gosh, I have nothing to be really like bummed out about, but that's also not necessarily necessarily reality. And so when we think about taboo, I would say take a step back, like as human beings, male, female, whatever, take a step back and say, am I getting anything out of this? Am I getting enjoyment out of this? If I follow this person or if I see this person, it doesn't make me feel good inside. You don't have to say anything about that person or whatever the situation is, but you just have to take a step back and say, you know what? I can appreciate that. I know that it doesn't necessarily make me feel that good, but I'm going to at least give that little like thumbs up or a heart on that bubble and then move on. Because if you sit there and you dwell on it and you just chew on it over and over, which I have a tendency to do, you don't sleep at night. You get, you, you're like, Oh God, I got to run 120 miles on Strava this week. I got to hit X amount of vert. I can't eat that burrito. You know, you just get into this like vicious headspace of like, I'm never going to be good enough or I'm not going to be as good enough as that person or I'm not going to be 
I'm going to put these roadblocks up against myself that basically you're never going to be able to just jump over the box. And sometimes just jumping over the box is a really beautiful thing. Yes, thank you for sharing. I am, first <laughs> off, so glad your audio worked. Because <laughs> so we need you on this. <laughs> so, <laughs> but thank you. Thank you for being real with us. I think it's so needed. Um, I Always. wanted to... Yeah. Oh, it's female, baby. We got to, all, all these people in this video right now, we all got to be like up and at it and be like thinking to myself like, okay, what's the next 5, 10, 15 years going to be like? Because, ah, uh, you know, we got this. We do. We do. <laughs> Kelsey, did you have a follow-up? I didn't know. Okay. I was, I like, my, I had my little... Or did anyone before we... I was clapping. Oh, no, that wasn't a hand okay. raise. I was clapping along with Tessa there. Like, completely agree. <laughs> yes, we can do it. <laughs> Anyways, I love all you guys. This is great. Thank you. We love you, too. Thanks for being on. We are here to support you however we can. So um, I want you to know that. And, yeah, we we are all about it. I think being real is definitely needed right now in these topics. I mean, I had mentioned body image periods, mental health, but like it is like the whole spectrum right now. There is so much to be talked about and being able to have these conversations is really important. So thank you. Um, Elena, I wanted to see if you want to take our next panelist. So we give time. Yeah, awesome. Well, Shawana, if you're ready, I've got a couple questions for you. So as the the fifth fastest U.S. born black marathoner and you have a lot of under wonderful marathon accomplishments and your Olympic, tri Olympic trials qualifier as well, um, how do you hope that your own journey inspires or empowers other women or other um, women of color and just kind of your journey and your own enthusiasm um, is really, really special. Okay, thank you so much. Um, before I start talking about that, I want to make a correction. I, I did not qualify for the Olympic trials. I was 19 seconds from qualifying for the trials. So not quite there, but I was there on the day to support the women and to support my friends because, you know, I generally love the sport of running and I love seeing other people run well. So with that being said, you know, being the fifth born African-American runner in marathon, I mean, it's like, it's a great honor. And like, and at the same time, I'm hoping that with social media and with me being a PE teacher and sharing my story with not only my students and with people online that I would not only encourage women of color but women in general that when you have a goal or when you're trying to achieve something it's okay if you don't make it as long as you have fun in the process as long as you are enjoying what you are doing. Now, when it comes to Black female runners here in the U.S., I do want them to know that they too can be a distant runner. Because I remember growing up as a child, you know, running long, that wasn't something that was encouraged in my family. Like, when I came home the day 
that my coach asked me to run track and I went to the first practice and he told me that I was going to be running, you know, the 1600 and the 800. My parents were in shock. I mean, they was like, this coach is crazy. He's supposed to be running the 200 and 400. So I'm hoping that by just being an example and by sharing my story that encourage more women of color and just really black runners in general, but really a focus on women because there's not a lot of black women here in the US that are running marathons at a high level. And I think they're more than capable of doing it. They just have to see themselves in that field. And so that's why I continue to run and continue to hope that my running will inspire others to give it a try. Definitely. And I think that that's amazing. And I think for all of those young people that you help um, in PE, I always remember my PE teachers from elementary school and um, they're awesome people. So I think that you are making such an impact for all of the young students in your classes. And kind of along those lines, you, um, I know I've, I've watched a couple of your Instagram um, TVs that you've done with some other amazing women as well, um, continuing these conversations and just showing other people, um, you know, that we can do those hard things and show up. Um, and I loved how you said about um, having a goal and even if you fall a little short, as long as you had fun. But from those conversations you've had with other women um, on Instagram and, and just, um, you know, just in, throughout life as well, um, what are some com things have, that have stood out to you during these conversations and what do you hope to bring to light as well? Well, my purpose of, when I first started the Instagram stories, I mean, well, Instagram Live, it was just really just being able to, you know, talk to new people during these COVID times because, you know, I love to race a lot. And so with racing a lot, I get to meet a lot of new people and I get to talk. So I actually honestly just miss talking to people. That's how it started. So I was like, I'm just going to talk to random people. But then I was like, okay, let's have a theme to this. And so one week I highlighted African-American female runners. And during that time, it was just really cool to share these people's stories because normally some of these people's stories aren't shared because they're not on the podcast. They're not shown in runner's world. So I feel like even though my platform is not huge, but you know, it's big enough to give those people exposure. And during that time, I actually had the opportunity to speak with Natalie. Her story stood out to me because she's a 305 marathoner and she had the hopes of trying to qualify for the Olympic trials, just like me. And she tried and she's still out there now, still working hard to achieve that goal for 2024. And then another young lady I spoke with, um, Ari, she's out in Detroit now. And she ran a virtual marathon PR and she ran 244. That's like a 10 minute, 10 minute PR for her. And like that really inspired me because during the COVID time, the beginning of this, you know, I was in a period where I just wasn't really motivated to run, but talking with her, it like encouraged me to like get back out there and start achieving your goals. So you know, speaking with all of these women just, I mean, it just really just lightened my day and just inspired me to continue to be the best one I can be. 
I love that. Continuing to be the best um, that you can be. And um, Megan and I had the honor of talking with Ari as well. And she's just an awesome person. And uh, we're so glad that you connected us with her as well. Um, and then as you mentioned, Natalie has some wonderful story as well. So I'm going to um, let Megan ask Natalie a few questions as well. Yeah, well, Natalie, like Shawana said, we're really stoked to hear from you. I'm getting a little echo. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Sorry if I'm muting you. I know that's always kind of a, a bit of an insult, like I've been muted. But um, Natalie, we, um, we wanted to learn more. I had looked into your story and listened to you on Trail Women, Trail Women Running podcast, which is another great platform. Um, so both a trail runner and an avid marathoner, I know you're also, you're a mom to three children and author of a children's book, um, which is really neat. Um, and, and then the founder of Sweet Run, which um, helps create more safe, accessible running routes for travelers. And of course, I want to give you the opportunity to speak a little more to those. But um, I also think too, or, or my biggest question for you is, how as as a mom and you know um as someone that works with children how do you think we can better empower young girls in our lives and encourage a healthy relationship with running yeah there's so much um to dive into i mean you know young girls are so impressionable i mean you know i've talked about this before but um you know there's there's so much like with with the whole food thing, the eating and being comfortable with, within our own bodies. And each of our bodies are so different and unique and special and strong. And I think we um, have to foster that, that women and young, well, let's talk about the young girls, that they, um, what are they doing to nourish their bodies? Healthy, good, food. And I mean, I mean, I see it sometimes. I see moms sometimes worried about their young daughters gaining weight still today. And I mean, this is such a problem that we've got to, as coaches and as women runners, what we put out there, you know, it's so funny. It's like every time I hit the button on a post to post something, it's kind of like, I feel like I have this huge responsibility to put things out there that are going to encourage people and put out the right information um, as far as loving our bodies, knowing that we are beautiful no matter what we look like. I mean, like we were saying before, there's all shapes and sizes and um, we're all made differently, but, but we all love the sport and um, I'm kind of going all over the place. But um, I just feel really passionate about setting the right example for young girls, um, especially in our sport. You can go down a rabbit hole so quickly of feeling like you're not thin enough, honestly. Um, to be in the sport of long distance running. And it's, it's not about that. It's about nourishing your body. It's about being strong and powerful. And that's what's going to keep you going in this sport. Um, not about comparing yourself to someone else. Um, and there's just a lot. I mean, eating the right types of food, not depriving yourself of, of certain foods. Um, and like Shawana was saying, I mean, you know, there's just not a lot of um, African-American women in this sport. And I think, you know, it's such our responsibility to um, uplift and help that part of our sport grow. Um, and so I, I hope that if some little girl somewhere looks at, you know, something that I might post um, or something that 
Shawana or someone else in the sport that happens to be a black woman might post something that it, it's an encouragement to her to know that she can she can do this the same thing as well um, and um, so yeah there's there's a lot to unpack but um, I'm super happy to be here and be able to talk with all of you badass women so well, you're a pretty badass woman yourself and <laughs> would love to dive more into um, kind of along those lines with your, you know, sweet run being the founder of that, like how you think we can create more accessible and safe, um, make running a little more accessible and safe for folks and um, whatever that kind of means to you, inclusive, just more welcoming. Yeah. So, you know, my husband and I, we, we, when we traveled, whenever we would go somewhere, we'd always, the first thing we would do is put down our suitcase and, and go for a run. That's like the best way to be able to see a new city, a new place. It's so much more fun than getting in the car. And so one of the things that we noticed is that we didn't, if we were in a new city or a new town or place, we didn't know where to go run. And of course you could just walk out the door and, and start going on your own, on your own path. But it would, we just felt like that there, there was a need, um, for especially independent boutique hotels to provide that for their guests, that somewhere that's safe, first of all, especially if it's a woman traveling alone and or maybe she's traveling with her family and she goes on a run by herself. So she wants a route that's safe, but also she wants to be able to go and see something cool on her run um, and maybe see a, uh, something that she wouldn't normally see, something that's um, special to that part of the country where she's traveling. So we thought about all those things and that's what started Honestly, that's just what started Sweet Run. So we're just kind of plugging away. That's really awesome and very exciting, I think, to be starting something new like that. So we'd love to hear more about kind of your vision for it. And we'll be sure to let the listeners ask questions at the end, too, if they want to dive more into it. Thank you. Uh, thanks. Um, all right, Elena, we've got Carolyn, and then we will... We'll probably open it up to questions. Again, if you do want to at all, you can type in the chat box with your questions. Awesome. Well, Carolyn, again, thank you so much for being here. Um, and last but certainly not least, um, we have some questions for you. And um, me personally, too, I'm really excited to learn a little bit more about this as well. But um, you touched a little bit on why you started uh, Diverse We Run, the Instagram account. But could you tell us a little bit more about like your experiences with that? And um, I, I know right now you're sharing a lot of the Runner's World Instagram um, like covers right now as well and kind of just your experiences with that, um, not just right now, but um, in the past as well, as you said, you started it in 2018. So you have a lot of experiences and different stories that you've been able to share. Yeah, thanks you guys for, um, you know, just giving me this space and this opportunity to talk more about it. Um, I started Diverse We Run, like I said, um, in 2018, more at the end of the year. Um, and basically what happened was, uh, like at the beginning of that year, I started to just explore a little bit more of this whole Instagram running community. Um, I had started running when I was in college, uh, totally not professionally or with the team or anything. It was actually because I was trying to address an eating disorder that I had um, and running seemed to be this like effective way <laughs> to manage that. Um, and nobody I knew um, ran. Uh, my parents are immigrants from Taiwan and I kind of grew up in this um, 
in this community and um, even at UT Austin, um, really just, I just didn't know anyone personally who ran, but I did because again, <laughs> I like read health and fitness magazines about it. Um, but all that to say, I had been running for many years, um, but it wasn't until around 2018 that I decided to explore a little more of what this whole hashtag Instagram world um, is comprised of. And, um, and that was really eye-opening for me. Like, oh, wow, there's a community that exists and people talk about running like it's a community and it's not just an individual sport. And that's really cool. Um, but then like the longer I spent exploring and um, finding new runners to follow, looking at the Instagram Explore page, listening to podcasts. Um, I think I just started to notice that everyone after a while kind of started to blend into one another. Um, and it just, it started to become like when you're kind of binge listening to, <laughs> you know, episode after episode of, um, you know, different runners, um, you, you just, you can't help but kind of pick up on these things. And I started to realize um, the running community that was being depicted uh, was very homogenous. And so then I started wondering, well, are there any other runners? <laughs> Let's look under hashtag Asian runners or hashtag black runners. And, um, and sure enough, yes, there are other <laughs> runners of color. But um, why weren't they being featured? You know, why wasn't I, why wasn't Instagram suggesting more of them to me? And um, so, so then um, I started to reach out to some of the podcasters and um, just to kind of ask and suggest and see if they knew of any other runners who were um, Black or Indigenous persons of color and um, also to see if, yeah, if they would be willing to maybe share a little bit of diversity. And for the most part, people were very um, nice, but I think it also touched upon, I, I realized that people are uncomfortable talking about race. Um, and, and I understand that. <laughs> um, but then uh, I then started to intentionally try to make connections with all these different runners under these different hashtags. And I tried, I started to just build more connections and build more relationships that way. And then um, there was just kind of like a series of events that happened by the end of the, that year um, where I participated in a running event um, where there was another panel of women, of inspiring women runners. Um, but again, like I showed up and I was one of a handful of women who were persons of color all the panelists were white women. Um, and there were just some things that were said in passing um, that were like totally not intentional in you know trying to be diminutive in any way, but um, they were just kind of like reflections of a, limit, a more limited worldview, I thought. And, um, and I also just noticed during conversations with other women at that event, um, I found that many people, many women had a hard time um, making eye contact with me or um, there was just a greater ease of relatability between one, 
white woman with another white woman versus with me where whenever I enter a space where I am the minority, which is most spaces that I enter, um, I do have to, I find myself having to um, be really on and to push back against other stereotypes, whether they're conscious or subconscious, you know, by others on me, um, seeing me as an Asian female. Um, and, and I do that, you know, intentionally knowing when I go into these spaces, this is what I will need to do. Um, but, you know, just being at that event just brought that into vision uh, to me. And when I went home that evening and I was sharing this with another female runner friend of mine who is um, biracial, black uh, and white American. Um, and she also shared with me how she felt very discouraged again, with the Instagram, like explore pages where she's constantly being shown the same type of runner to follow, but where are people who look like her or who have similar stories or similar struggles even. So after that, I decided, you know what, if nobody else is gonna be sharing stories of runners who are ethnically diverse, then I'm just gonna do it. I have a small following, but I don't care. I have a voice. And for the like small handful of people who, who know me, then they will get to hear these amazing stories. And so that's how I started Diversity Run. That was a long-winded way of <laughs> explaining. That's how I started Diversity Run. And, um, and that is basically the whole mission and the whole purpose of, of that account. It is to make people feel seen and help them to know that you belong in this space. And it doesn't matter your appearance or your achievements. What matters is that this space is accessible and open to you as well. Um, and yeah, as we all know, like even as women, right? Like the reason why this year's Olympic marathon trials was so incredible was because we had this huge representation of women. And that's just like looking at the characteristic of females. But if we also factor in you know, cultural diversity and ethnic diversity, as well as a lot of the, I think, roadblocks and barriers that prevent uh, or that come along with these ethnic and cultural um, characteristics. You know, if we look at all of that, like how much more robust could our running community be? And um, anyway, and so I just, I think that representation um, is key, you know, to really building an inclusive running community and community at large, so, yes. <laughs> Thank you so much. That was, um, you shared so many wonderful points and a lot of things for, um, I know myself as well to just work on and be more aware of. Um, I know that, um, like you said, just showing up to those spaces and having to really be on, as you said, um, because sometimes, you know, when you're in a big group where people, you kind of zone out, you're like, oh, well, they'll take care of it. But then, you know, then we miss those marks of those really important things where something, um, you know, wasn't said correctly or might be offensive. Um, and so it's not easy to be on during those events, especially when they're really, really long and you get pretty tired. Um, and so I think that's a commitment for you um, as well, just how you're empowering other women and making those creating those spaces where I'll, I'll feel um, represented and safe as well. And um, we are so grateful um, for your account as well, because I love how you said that no matter your accomplishments, um, you can show up and be like featured on the page. And that means so much to people. Um, you know, it just on Instagram, you think um, like, oh, it's, uh, my picture's just on Instagram. But, you know, it, so many people see that and it means so much, just like a medal or anything like that. 
Um, so I know that um, I'm sure our, our, our other um, guests who have joined us that we haven't really gotten to share too much from yet, but I'm sure you all have some wonderful questions here as we are getting close to our hour mark. Um, so I'm not sure if there's questions in the chat box or, or whatnot, but um, if anybody has some questions, they're itching to ask any of these wonderful women. We also have some questions if anybody doesn't have any question right away. So um, we will open up the floor then. All right, well, that's all right. I have a question here. Um, and all any panelists, if this um, speaks to you, um, please feel free to answer um, and you, multiple of you can answer this question. Um, but one question that we had, um, not really a question, but just something that might be personally, um, that how it affects you personally and something um, is, how do you think that race plays into whether or not um, black indigenous um, or uh, women of color uh, feel a true sense of empowerment or freedom to use your voice to take up space? And I can share that in the chat box. It's kind of a big question. I mean, I can, I can answer that first. <laughs> um, I think that as a woman of color already, there are stereotypes that are imposed on, on you, whether it's even within your own cultural group or the culture at large, um, that, that then affect how you're able to show up. So for me as an Asian woman, um, some of the stereotypes often subconsciously, I think even are ingrained with most of us is that Asian women are soft and they're frail or they're passive. Um, and so then when you have someone who shows up differently than that expectation or norm, sometimes it's jarring. Um, and, but most of the time, I feel like people already maybe pigeonhole Asian women um, into a certain category. And uh, one of the runners who um, shared her story, um, Caitlin Tateshi, uh, she won the, um, I wanna say, I think it was the Baltimore Marathon um, in, two, in one of the recent years, 2018. I'm sorry if I got that wrong, but um, she won. She actually won that marathon, but it just so happened that the preceding year, there was another um, Japanese woman who won and, um, and the crowds were cheering for Caitlin, but then calling her by another woman's name. And, um, and Caitlin just being the humble <laughs> person that she is, um, didn't necessarily make a big stink about it, but it was one of those moments where it's like, we're there, but we're not really seen, you know, as being a part of this. We're just kind of categorized as like, oh, it's that Asian woman. <laughs> and unless we have, unless we show up and really like use our voice and differentiate ourselves and prove otherwise. So, I mean, and that's just like one small sliver of what it's like. I know that there are other, you know, other cultural groups or ethnic, ethnic groups that have other different, you know, negative stereotypes that 
may cause them to feel like they have to dampen who they are or express themselves differently in order to be more accepted within even like running groups. So anyway. Thank you for sharing, Carolyn. Um, if anybody else feels that that question spoke to you or called to you, feel free to answer. If not, um, we had um, a couple, uh, we had another question that we can ask you all as well. I think, Mar I think Miranda has a question as well. Yeah, let's let Miranda, do you wanna unmute yourself and ask your question? Yeah. Hi, so um, first I wanna thank everybody for being here. This is an awesome panel. It's great to hear from everybody and see other human faces that aren't the people I'm living with. It's great, even if it's virtual. Um, but I guess the question, again, you know, it's really, I think over this past several months, right? I think a lot of us are having our eyes open to some realities that maybe we didn't realize because, you know, again, I, you know, myself, again, being a thinner white woman as a runner, right, like, kind of a lot went over my head, right, um, that I think, you know, even just in several, the past several months where it's really been like, wow, this is shocking, this is awful, like, what can I do, and why wasn't I doing it before, right, so I guess kind of my question here um, is, as, again, as somebody who lives with these you know, privileges that, um, that, you know, I think it's always important to be able to acknowledge those, right? But like, as somebody who has these, right, what is from, you know, all these other communities, what would you like to be seeing people who do live with these privileges doing to help, um, you know, elevate your voices and support what, you know, because um, I know this has been a topic of conversation in a lot of different directions of kind of this idea of like, okay, you know, we want to do something, but what's the most appropriate thing to do or what's the best thing that, that, um, that you would like to be seeing us do to help support and be there? I mean, I know obviously doing things like this, right, like panels where it's educational, um, where just having the conversation is great, but um, that's, that's kind of, again, not, it's a very uh, wordy question, but if you guys have any answers, I'd just love to hear your thoughts. Okay, um, I just have one quick thing. I think what people can do is to try to develop relationship with people of color, like genuine relationships. And when they come to the running groups, open them with a warm heart because I haven't experienced it personally, but I have had friends where they went to a group and none of the people really talked to them. Like they was just an outsider. So I would say just welcome people and then as you as a person, I would think that you should try to reach out and try to develop relationships with runners of color in your neighborhood or your community. Oh, yeah, I was gonna say, um, I'd love to say something too. Um, you know, I think, um, and I was talking about this the other day, um, you know, I feel like sometimes people, you know, and this is, this is completely valid and true. Like if you feel like you, you, your neighborhood is all the same, right? You live in a white neighborhood, let's just say, and your school is all white and the places that you go in your neighborhood to the store or to the coffee shop are all white. And so you might be 
sitting there going, okay, how do I do this? Like, I like where I live and like, this is really like, but I don't want to make it seem like I'm not trying to diversify my life. So, and I think, you know, with social media, I think that's a, a great opportunity to look at what's being shown in your feed and say, hey, you know, this could be an opportunity to reach out and look at other people in our sport. Um, I realize that my feed is just completely all the same. That's, that's one, um, that's one way I think of diversifying your life. If you can't, if you feel like you can't do it in your neighborhood or in your home. And then, I mean, we all have an opportunity to go to races and, um, you know, you're, you're at the expo or you're at a meetup or something. And I think, you know, we're, hopefully it's going to slowly get better, but we're still in that. It, it, the reality is, is that everybody looks the same. Um, and I think, I think, you know, just by, um, reaching out to someone that doesn't look the same as you is definitely a good step. I think, um, actually engaging them in a meaningful conversation. And, you know, one of the things that's really interesting to be real is I feel like sometimes if people don't know who I am, they automatically assume that I don't know anything about the marathon. They automatically assume that I've never run a marathon before, or they automatically assume all of these things. And I think that you, just because like, you just don't see a lot of, if you're not African, right? You don't see a lot of African-American women runners in the sport. And, and so I, I get that, but I think that um, we should try to take away some ju the, ju the blanket judgment away from the whole thing and just say, let me just go and talk to this person and look at them as an individual, not judging them based on what I think because it's what the media is completely feeding to me. Um, and I've also said this before, not every, if I'm, I'm speaking as a black woman, I know, um, cause that's who I am obviously, but, um, not every black American, um, runners, let's just take running, um, experiences the same. Um, and so, you know, I have, you know, I've heard all these stories and people talk about all these things that they feel like that black American runners go through. Um, and, and some of it is true. And some of it is like, well, I don't have those experiences either. Um, like I don't leave my house and feel like I'm afraid to go on a run. Um, and I mean, that's just one glaring example because that's kind of what's been put out there in the media lately. Um, and so everybody's experience is different. And so I think we kind of have to keep that in mind as well. Um, and just, I mean, I know this sounds really cliche, but I think like kindness, I mean, that's just a simple um, gesture of kindness and wanting to get to know someone that's um, someone new and someone that doesn't look like you. And um, yeah, that's just a good place to start. So. From my perspective, just, I mean, from my perspective, being on the, being on the other side, I mean, being, you know, a young white female it, interacting in a situation like that we are currently in, I like what you said because it's like going back to this idea of basics. I mean, when did we when did we lose the ability to be humans? And and I think, you know, when I again I have a partner who's super up to speed on like everything that happens and for me it I struggle with it because in my mind I'm like gosh like there's there's just a lot, right? When when you open up your computer or or tablet or um iPhone whatever, it feels heavy. And 
and I, through this process, I mean, I took a month and a half off personally from social media because I had some own personal, my own personal things going on. But through that process, I, I texted some of my girlfriends, you know, that are, that are, uh, you know, of, that are black. And I thought to myself, I'm just going to text her. I'm going to say, Hey, Hey sister, Hey brother, like you're, you've been my homies now for a long time. And I'm going to text you to make sure you're okay. Because as I, as I said, I've, I feel like specifically in the United States that we've lost our ability to go back to the, the root core of, Hey, I'm a good person. You're a good person. By the way, your skin looks freaking phenomenal on my screen right now. Um, but we're just people, right? We go back to this idea of like, you know, I want you to make sure, I want to make sure that you're having a good day and I want you to ask if I am too. Now, all that aside, there's history that like, obviously I wasn't present for that I need to learn a lot about, but you know, with that, it's like, I want to be able to chew on it. I don't necessarily want to be able to look at my phone and feel like, God, this is heavy. What am, what am I going to do? You know, I want to be able to uh interact and feel genuine as you mentioned but then more importantly at the end of the day i want to pick up the phone and either call you or text you because at the end of the day social media is going to portray and the news is going to portray something very different than maybe who i am as a person and i would much rather be doing this than as i mentioned clicking through a bunch of boxes to see yeah okay you know that's a cool picture or whatever when this becomes this genuine somewhat genuine interaction obviously we're not somewhere we're on a screen but um but anyways, I, I like what you said about the kindness piece and going back to the basics of things that we all have a lot of opportunity to really root down and say, what's my core and what do I value and do we value the same thing? Yeah, Tessa, you know, the thing is, I'm so glad you said that because I really believe that we, at the end of the day, we are all human. And I, what I don't like to see is, I mean, there's so much, but I, I'm not going to attack you because you're a white woman and be like, Oh my gosh, like, don't you know the hit, you know, our history and like you need to do, I mean, look, I mean, you're, you're a woman. I'm a woman. I bet there's a million things that we have in common. I really do. I bet you if we sat down and had a cup of coffee, we would have a freaking blast. I think it would be so much fun. And I think if, and I'm not saying like this whole, I know everyone's going to be like, oh my gosh, you're being so kumbaya, there's so much more. But I mean, like, whatever happened to just like going up to someone because you think their shirt is cool or you like their shoes or they seem like a nice person or they smiled at you and just having a conversation and like, you know, in some ways, like, can we get back to the basis of basics of that? And yes, believe me, there is such a need in this, in running to diversify. We have to do that. I mean, um, absolutely. And I mean, I feel like, like I said, I feel like I have a responsibility every single time I press the button on a, a post. It's like, I want to make sure that it's, it's something that's positive. That's going to, um, ele elevate the sport in some way, you know, for my, for people that look like me and people that don't look like me. There's so many women that follow me that I talk to that just, um, want to know how in the world do you juggle having all you know kids and like working from home and like going for a run so that right there bonds us together because you know they're they're going through the same thing doesn't matter what they look like but i mean if if we always like constantly come from a a, a side of anger all the time um how are we how is that ever gonna like solve I just don't understand like how that really is going to solve a lot as well. And I know people are angry and those feelings are absolutely valid. 
Um, but we also, again, have to come back to we are human and each person is an individual too. So that, yeah, anyway, I could sit here and talk forever, but um, yeah. <laughs> I really think that it comes down to seeing each person, like whatever, you know, I think you guys have touched upon. And as far as the question of like, well, what can I be doing? Um, I, it, I think regardless of whether you're white or a person of color, I think just fostering that mindset of any space that you enter into, like, are you seeing the other people, the other women around you? And are you helping, like, what are you doing to help each woman present feel like she is seen and feel like she is heard? Um, because I think it's just really easy to enter into a space and then kind of see like what that has to offer you. Um, but if we cultivate and practice that mindset of like seeing others, then I think that helps to also bring awareness of how maybe there are assumptions being made of like running is an equally accessible sport for all or we're just you know which isn't which isn't true but if we aren't aware of that um of seeing each individual or each people group you know from um from the places that they come from then um then I think we miss, we, we end up having blind spots. Um, yeah, those are the only things I wanna add. <laughs> and I also wanted to say like, you know, we talk a lot about how running isn't accessible for everybody. And that really speaks to me because I wanna know like as a black woman in America, I feel like, a, you know, with someone with somewhat of a platform, you know, I feel this huge responsibility on how can I make that better because um, it feels mind-boggling to me sometimes to think that there are children or people in my city, in Los Angeles, which is the second largest city in the U.S. I mean, it's a huge, sprawling city. And, and so I don't want to sit here and be like, okay, yeah, I can go on a run anytime I want. And I don't think about it. Okay, that's fine for me. But if there are people across town that don't feel that way, then there's a problem. And so what can I do? You know what I'm saying? I really do think about that. Like, what can I do to solve that? I feel like um, if I don't do something to solve that, then I'm somehow being selfish and, and that is not me. So I think about at night, you know, I'm sitting at home, especially during all of this that's going on in the last three months. Like, how can I go into schools in the inner city, in my own city, and talk to those young girls and ask, can I come in and, and talk to you as a coach, as a runner, as someone who knows a lot, you know, about the sport, about that, you know, this is for you too. And it doesn't always have to be um, a coach or someone in your family even leading you to only be a sprinter. There's a whole world out there. Do you know about it? Come with me. I want to take you on my trail, the trails that I know. And I want to show you like what, you know, is out there. And I know there's a lot of people out there doing um, a lot of good work. And I just think that's important to talk about because, you know, I guess I've always, I guess I always felt like in my heart that running was accessible for everybody because I'm like, well, you just put on your shoes and you walk out the door. But if people do honestly feel afraid or they feel like, non they don't feel supported then we need to work on that so yeah a lot of work to be done 
Yeah, thank you all for your um, for sharing and your experiences and kind of your perspectives on things. And as you were talking, I, I kind of was like writing something. I'm in the pitch dark of my room right now trying to write something down and I can't see it. Um, but it really kind of reminded me a little bit of kind of, you know, what we can do for others. This is a common theme that I heard from each of you who, who spoke in that last question. What can we do for others in a genuine, non-performative manner? What can we do to others to, to show up and also allow them to be seen, right? And so in, in that respect, I really think about what this panel was designed to do, and that was to empower. And Natalie, you hit the nail on the head there. Like you were like, yes. I mean, how can we empower others around us to feel seen and to show up to be to be able to not perform around them, but recognize that we may make mistakes in conversations with people. We may not know the right thing to say, but being there and, and allowing ourselves to try to show up and really try to empower others, I think in and of itself, each one of our panelists tonight have done that remarkably well in their own manner. Um, and I know I personally wanna thank you all for taking the time and the space to be here and to show up the best that you can with all that's going on in the world right now. Um, because I guarantee you someone's gonna to listen to this conversation and it's gonna change their perspective. I have no doubt about it in my mind right now. Um, so we wanna be mindful of each of your, you know, your times and we really wanna thank you for, for showing up and being here because um, it's these kind of conversations that's gonna change, change a lot of people's perspectives. Um, and we hope to continue to foster them. So with that being said, if anybody, any of our panelists or any of our guests have any last words that they'd like to share, um, please feel free to unmute yourself and do that. Um, and we'll kind of give you the space um, if you have anything to say. I just want to say thank you for inviting me to be on this panel. And it was such an honor to be with you wonderful ladies tonight. And it was a great time. Thank you so much for having me. I mean, honestly, I, I look around um, at people's, at everyone's profile and kind of see the amazing things that they're doing for this sport. And it's an honor. It really is to be, to be with you ladies tonight. So thank you so much for having me. And I'm coming back one more, I'm coming back one more time, and, you know, because I'm just a fan of the sport of running and to be on a panel with Lucy, I remember seeing her compete at Western State. I mean, I just been following her story and she's so amazing. I was like, wow, I cannot believe I'm on a panel with freaking Lucy from Australia. So, okay, I'm telling you now. Okay, okay, uh, yeah, me too. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I have to say that. So, and I'm not in any way like, but I have to like, completely echo that so when they were like oh would you be on this panel first of all I'm like wow thank you so much that you even thought about me which is because of Shawana she recommended you know me to be on here and she's just been um such like a friend and it gets so nice to get to know her and anyway but when I saw the um the lineup and I saw Lucy Bartholomew I was like what like total fangirl <laughs> like you're awesome Lucy and um, I just love everything that you're doing for trail running. And like, I mean, I definitely like, I've been, I have all these goals that I want to do in the marathon, but I'm definitely like itching to get into ultras. And so you inspire me. Well, yeah, I just want to say a massive thank you to Strong Runner Chicks, obviously for having this and putting this together. Um, but yeah, to you ladies, I mean, I think what everyone has is, is their own story and their own selves. And you might not have 
lots of followers, right? But it means nothing. And I'm very, I feel very lucky to have a, a, a big following, you know, a big following. Um, but I want to share everyone's story. I want to share all your, like Shawana, Carolyn, um, Cody, Tessa, uh, Natalie, you know, you all are so amazing and we all have so much to share and we all know so many different things i know nothing about running a marathon you know whether it's 305 nope i don't know how to run a marathon i would blow up and <laughs> for sure but i just like i think we all have so much to offer and the only way that we're going to really make an impact is working together and i really think that that's what i wanted to come on this panel for is because i wanted to listen and hear what, what you've been through, what you know, where you've been, what you, what you want to do. And I think that if we all work together, and I think that's the only way that we're really going to make a difference and touch people that want to like feel us, right? Like that understand. They're like, oh yeah, like I feel that way too. Or like someone like me where I'm just like, I just want to learn. I want to listen. I want to learn and I want to share. And uh, yeah, I just, I'm so, so stoked that I was on here and that I got the timing right. <laughs> and yeah, it's just so nice to see, um, you know, all these smiles across these screens because uh, yeah, you're all doing such amazing things and I just want to be a part of that. And I'm so stoked uh, to be in this sport with you guys. I'm back again. This is the last time. And I, and I was just thinking about the empowerment again and I think another thing that I do to empower women, like I constantly send stuff to different podcasts about different women of all ethnicities. Like even for this panel, like I was like, man, who are some cool women that should be on this panel? And I just sent them all these ladies. And that's what I like to do. Like, some people accuse me of being a person who's just about myself and that's not the case i'm about putting other people out there too because i think they're just as special as me okay i'm done i gotta do a quick shout out to carolyn because she, what she has done with her with diverse we run and starting the community and her story and just how she's brought so many runners that we would normally never see to light is phenomenal. So Carolyn, you get major just kudos. You're awesome. Just thank you for all that you're doing. Oh, thank you. I mean, the account would not exist if the community did not exist. So really it's all the people who have been willing to share their own stories, you know, and, and be there and take up the space and continue to show up. Like, I just, it's the entire, that is the running community that inspires, you know, inspires me and, um, and I hope inspires others, you know? So, and Shawana has been featured. I've written a thing about Shawana and Natalie. <laughs> the door's always open for you, you know that. <laughs> um, but uh, I guess, you know, when I was thinking about this panel, um, I thought about Legally Blonde, the movie, and about how, um, you know, growing up, I felt like most female relationships were like um, Reese Witherspoon and Selma Hayek at the beginning of the movie, right? They're like in competition with each other, and they are like, 
threatened by the other person and are just constantly like at each other. But what I really just cherish and value now, and I'm like really glad that my daughter is able to grow up in this kind of um, environment where the relationship looks more like the end of Legally Blonde, <laughs> where they recognize more that they have in common and that they have a bond of just purely being like women, <laughs> you know, that they can share and that there is enough space for everybody. And just like what Lucy was saying, right? Like we each, we each have our own unique individual voices, gifts, talents, stories that the, the picture of the world would not be complete if it weren't for you, you know? And so, yeah, I just, I just value and I love that this kind of a panel even exists, you know, that we are women who we come together because we want to lift each other up. And it's not because we're trying to compete with one another. I mean, unless, you know, it's in a friendly way on the race course, but, but, you know, like, I just love that this exists. And I thank you ladies so much for creating, creating this and creating, you know, strong runner chicks and, and just for building up the community at large. Um, it really, I'm just glad and I'm hopeful for the legacy, you know, and the future that we are creating. Yes, everybody need to go check out Diverse We Run. Some great stories over there. <laughs> and also, I want to go, I want to go on a run with Tessa. Who doesn't want to do that? I mean, we're, her, um, her Instagram account is beautiful with all those places that she's running in, I think in Colorado. But um, yeah, Tessa, I just want to come on a run with you sometime. And to piggyback off of that, I think we all should one day just all get together, this whole panel, including the hostess. We all need to get together for a run one day. We are all for it, absolutely. <laughs> I think um, one of our biggest goals with this too is not just to, you know, um, share like, I don't know, not just to share our voices. I want that to be known that like, I want SRC to elevate you guys and, and connect women. And I think it's so empowering to see this happen. And I really hope that we can continue to, to elevate each other and, and build on you know, on this momentum and excitement and smiles and, and it even struggles and share our stories. So thank you again so much for being on, um, for joining this panel. I know we are small but mighty and um, we really, really just want to elevate all of you and the work that you are doing. And then attendees, thank you for being on. Those of you that are listening in or hopped on this call or listening now, just feel free to reach out and We'll be sure to connect everyone, share Diverse We Run, um, all of your respective accounts so that we can elevate your work even further. So thank you. Yeah, um, Miranda had said Strong Runner Check Retreat 2021 may be in store. <laughs> A social distance retreat. We'll make it happen. So thank you again. And um, that said, yeah, if anyone has follow-up questions or just any final shout outs, feel free to stick on and we'll make sure we get to all the respective panelists. Just, I guess, reach out to, to your um, 
reach out to them on Instagram. We'll make sure to link that up in the show notes. And yeah, thank you again. All right. Yeah, We're all <laughs> saying goodbye and signing off. Thank you. Thank you guys. Have a wonderful rest of your night. Thanks for listening to the Strong Runner Chicks Radio. Do us a favor and leave a review in iTunes to help spread awareness and foster the SRC community. Additionally, make sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Strong Run Chicks.